0: Hey you guys, this episode of the wifey rehab podcast is sponsored by Trade Deuce Travel, where they customize your travel plans from A to Z, group and luxury travel experiences from honeymoons to baby moons to weddings, anniversaries, retying the knot or eloping. Trade Deuce Travel has you covered. Visit their website today, www.tradeducetravel.com. you guys welcome back to another episode of the wifey rehab podcast i'm your good girlfriend nika and listen y'all know all week long during national marriage week i have been bringing you wifey friend after wifey friend listen and today is no different today is a little bit more special so i'm going to introduce y'all to my special guest in just a second but if you are new to the podcast welcome girl go ahead and leave a review and um make sure you follow the podcast too i always forget to say that make sure you follow the podcast and all of that good stuff so Today I have a special, special guest that's so close to my heart. She is my cousin, like my blood cousins, like we are really, really related for real. So she's my cousin, but she's also an amazing wife, an amazing mom, and just one of my favorite people like on the planet. So of course I had to bring her in on National Marriage Week because we always have really, really dope and in-depth conversation about life, love, marriage, family, money like everything so i wanted to give you guys a treat today and let y'all get some of this cousin love today this is my cousin deborah y'all give deborah a warm welcome hey deborah hi Mika <laughs> look thank you for agreeing to come on my podcast with me cuz and just let the world in a little bit on these conversations that
1: we usually have but of course of course Look, so okay.
0: So I know I, I'm not going to say first lady because I know you don't, you know, you really don't like that term. Like, that's really not your vibe. But you are married to a man that happens to be a pastor. So that makes you a what? You like to be referred to as what?
1: Deborah.
0: <laughs> <It's> Deborah.
1: <laughs> yes, ma'am.
0: Okay, so why do you prefer just Deborah over Lady Deborah or First Lady Deborah, or like why do you want to just be called Deborah?
1: Um, because that's who I am. I am Deborah. And when people put a title okay. on you, then they expect for you to act that way. Mm. You know, so first lady, to me, is somebody who dresses a certain way, act a certain way, talk a certain way, mm. you know, and that's what people title you and look at you as. But for me, I'm Deborah, and I appreciate Deborah. I like who Deborah is. Mm. So mm. Yeah, that's why. I like
0: that. I like that. Mm-hmm. So you know, I've been talking to women that are married to pastors like all week long right and 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 they all have a similar view on being a first lady or a lady um that's married to a pastor and that's so that's so interesting to me because I always felt like the role of a first lady was just a lot, you know, even heavier than a pastor because you are scrutinized for what you wear, what you say, where you go. Even though pastor is, but it seems like the pastor gets more of a pass than you know the first lady does. So I, I mean, I can appreciate why you just want to be called Zebra because it is who you are. So I yeah, I I get that. So now, did you did you? did you know that you would marry a pastor? Like, there was there like, cause I know some people, you know, say, listen, I knew from a very young age that I would be in ministry, that I would be married to a pastor, you know, and all of that. Like, did you foresee that for you?
1: Now, to be very honest. Um, Please be very was, honest. Yes, I was sitting in church one day and I actually seen a man walk across the um, pulpit, just his feet. And I said, oh, my goodness, spirit, what is that? He said, that's your husband. I said, oh, my goodness. So at that point now, I really didn't know because I was married to somebody else who was not a pastor. I was married at this time. And I'm like, oh, God, my husband is going to be a pastor. And I'm thinking about how we live in life. I'm like, "Okay, God can do anything. So I'm thinking it was going to be the guy that I was actually married to at the time where I saw that. Uh, wait a minute, wait
0: a minute, just so the people clear. Yes. So you were married at the time, you mm-hmm. and you, you were at church, mm-hmm. and you saw feet walk mm-hmm. across the pulpit, yes. and you felt like God said, that's your husband, mm-hmm. but you're married to someone, so you mm-hmm. thought in your mind that your then husband mm-hmm. would become a pastor.
1: Exactly, because I mean, you know, I'm like, okay, he's a, but you know you no. Know now thinking of the life that we're living now, i'm sitting in church i was probably just coming from a club the night before so i wasn't really uh, i was at church but i wasn't in church you understand really? what i'm saying so i'm like wait a minute i'm thinking of the life that we're living but still get yeah. it god can do anything so i'm thinking god fixing to change our life and my then husband was going to be a pastor
0: Okay. So, <laughs> obviously, your then husband mm-hmm. was not the one who was the pastor. Exactly. Oh, okay. So, without getting too much in your business, but you know, you welcome to as much as your business as you would like. So, mm-hmm. how did the how did you transition from that marriage into the next marriage with this role being a role that you would be stepping into like what was that what was that transition like for you
1: okay well of course um my then husband he and i got a divorce of course and maybe a year later i actually met which my now husband is somebody he was a i wouldn't say a high school sweetheart because he was a little older than me but he and i had you know talked a little bit or whatever And that was maybe 20 years prior Wow! because we grew up in the same city, which is College Park, he and I, my now husband. And so I met at College Park reunion. And I'm telling you, it just seemed like it was like, this is it. This is him. And I wanted to ask him, are you a pastor? Just knowing what I had seen, but I didn't Mm. ask him. But that's what he is today. He's a pastor.
0: So when you when you guys met at the reunion, was he a pastor then?
1: No, he was not. Oh, wow. But mind you, I was more spiritually in tune at mm. that time when he and I met. And I wanted to ask him, are you a pastor? And later that night, he and I sat up all night talking because I'm a dreamer and he's mm-hmm. a dreamer. And and I and I told him I thought you know I wanted to ask you was you a pastor and he said you know what I feel like God has called me
0: mm. so wow so do you feel like you were like a confirmation to him that he may not have you know necessarily been expecting because it's like I feel like this but. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not really sure. But now here comes this woman that I've known basically all of my life because we've lived Mm -hmm. in the same city. We reconnect. Right. Mm -hmm. And now she is telling me or asking me the very thing that I feel like God is, you know, already telling me. So did you guys have a conversation of him feeling like, okay, you know what? She's confirming what God has told me. So now I need to, you know, make the necessary adjustments to move into that did you guys have a conversation like that?
1: we had that conversation i mean and it's almost just as you said you know he was like wait you know is this a confirmation you know that i'm supposed to be a pastor that i am a pastor and so as the relationship started to grow and we started to grow together and getting into church and um when I tell you the man is he's very smart. He uh very knowledgeable of the word of God and it just it was like this is it? You know, and we started moving in that direction. Wow. Now yeah. how did
0: that impact? Cuz I know you said I would I would be um at church but not in church. Mm-hmm. So I, that right there was key for somebody because you know, a lot of times when we're just living life you know, and we are at church but not in church. I want you to one speak to what that means, just to clear it up for clear it up for people, what that actually means because somebody well, how am I in church?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: How am I at church but not in church? Like what is that what does that mean? So can you shed some light a little bit on what that means?
1: Being um, in church, to me, it was traditional. You know, mm-hmm. I know we grew up you going to church. This is yeah. what you're going to do on Sunday. It's a so have to. Yeah. It's a have to. It was traditional. It's something that I did. Traditional, you know, it's something that you do all the time. This is mm-hmm. what you're used to doing religiously. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So church was something that was in me because as a little girl. And yeah. so I knew, I knew God. I knew right. God. I was to right. God. And I know that I had to go to church. In the choir as a little girl church is what you do on Sunday. I don't care what you do Friday and Saturday, but Sunday morning, church. That's so. Real. That's what that's what it was for me. Cuz like I said, I'm sure that Saturday night I had just went to a club. So that yeah. Sunday I had to be in church. I had to, that's where I was. So I was at church, but I wasn't in church. Mm, you know what I'm saying? That's I wasn't good, yeah. in church. So yeah, that's yeah. that's what you know, just doing something religiously. That's what yeah. I grew up doing, going to church on Sunday.
0: Now, how was it you, um, how was it for you mindset-wise, lifestyle-wise, emotionally, you know, um, transitioning from the life that you were living, you know, with your ex-husband and then after him to that of your role as a man who is a a pastor and you being a extension of him? Like what what did that, how did you evolve into that?
1: First of all, learning to, I had to not want the life that I was living. You know, Mm -hmm. um, wanting something different. Um, Wanting, because of that yearning inside, in my heart for God and to know him to have an intimate relationship with him. I knew that I had to stop doing 90% of the things that I was doing. Right? Ooh, that sounds put, like a lot.
0: 90%? It was a lot.
1: It was a lot. And yeah. he put me in a place by myself for about a year. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Just just yeah. no man, just me and my girls and just learning about myself, who I was, what I like, what I didn't like, what I wanted, what I didn't want. So about a year, he put me by myself to to kind of tap into me, you know, to tap into me to develop an intimate relationship with him. So I could know who me was and what Mm -hmm. me wanted, but I could only get that by developing an intimate relationship with him, my creator, who created me, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that's yeah. It, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how that went for that year. So, I, and it kind of ushered me in when I met my husband to be. Already spiritually sound, yeah. grounded. So it, it was kind of like an easy transition for me. Mm,
0: that's yeah. good. I like that you said you. And, and this is sometimes the missing piece. When we don't spend time getting to know, I like you said. I had to spend time to know who me. Mm -hmm. But when we don't spend that time to get to know, you know, our inner selves and we don't Mm -hmm. get to understand why we do the things that we do, you know, why we we don't do the things that we should do, you know, Mm -hmm. all of these things and what we like and what we don't like. So do you feel like because you spent that time and didn't jump right in, right, to your next phase of life, do you think that that was a big part of you being able to walk the walk that you're now walking in this position
1: oh definitely because i feel like had i not Mm. spent that time to know myself to get to know myself um i would have brought and to release some things from the previous marriage yeah i would have brought those things into my now Mm -hmm. you know i would have brought that into my now because I wouldn't have had time to drop and to release the things that I, that came from that marriage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, th- I think that would have still been on me because it would have been fresh. You know, so I think that time was part of releasing, really um, letting go, healing. So, yeah, I think yeah. It, would have been, it would have had some effect on my now marriage, I think, I feel.
0: Yeah, that healing part is a is a big piece that that's Mm -hmm. that's a big piece now let me ask you this what do you feel like the biggest misconception is about being married to a pastor
1: that i'm the pastor (laughs) (laughs) that i'm the pastor you know because they see him and but they really see me because they think a lot of people think you know the pastor don't do nothing he is um they put him on this pedestal. Yeah. But they look at they they, they kinda like in the wife everything that she does is on black.
0: Like, yeah, uh huh. Yeah.
1: But nothing about the pastor, but all the wife. Everything mm. she does, everything she says, everything she wears, it's on blast. You know, and to me, I think um As a younger girl, my mom used to always tell me. She said, "You know, she said a woman's reputation will follow her all her life. A man can do whatever he want to do, and you don't hear anything about him. But a Mm -hmm. woman, her reputation will follow her. So, and I think that's just the way it is. What we do is so it seems that people make it so much bigger than what a man does. Yeah." You know, so it's like, to me, I'm always on display.
0: Mm. So when you said the biggest misconception is they think you're the pastor, which means like your life is on display. Mm -hmm. Like that of the pastor you would Mm -hmm. think would be on display, Mm -hmm. but it's not. It's actually Mm -hmm. his wife's life that is on display. And he's kind of hidden from, you know, all the things like it's her. Yeah, I can see Mm -hmm. that. I can yeah. see that. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. has the, what has been the most rewarding for you though?
1: Ooh. Now, let's see. You know what? And I have to say it don't come from um people. Because mm. I haven't I haven't received that reward. And glad I'm glad I don't look for it from people. Yeah. So my biggest reward has been actually from my husband because he's always said, you know, I couldn't do this without you. And he's always telling yeah. people, you know, without my wife, she dresses me, she does this, she makes it possible for me to do. So mm-hmm. his, I, I think him um, recognizing that, you know, I'm not the reason, but I am the reason, you know? Yeah. Uh, so yeah. That, that to me is so rewarding. That has been the rewarding part of being, um, a pastor's wife. Yeah,
0: I like that mm-hmm. though, and that mm-hmm. and that I would I would venture to say, you know, that's where your second strength comes from because I believe, you know, of course, you know, God will endow us to be mm-hmm. able to endure whatever we need to endure, but it's mm-hmm. always a plus when you have someone that you're doing life with that can mm-hmm. also affirm you. You know what I'm saying? compliment mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. and empower you, inspire you and all of that as you are making their life better, mm-hmm. you know, exactly. or easier or whatever. So mm-hmm. I think that like, that's sexy, right? Like when yeah, it's like, mm, I can't do this, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. love that. I love right. that. so. Mu- I love that so much. Now, how long have you guys been married? Seven
1: years. Seven
0: years. Seven you know, years. I've, and I've, look, I've asked all the all the women and wives this you know because everybody always talks about that five year itch or that seven year itch you know maybe around ten year mark would you say that that is that that's true for you as well like when you get to a certain number of years it's like okay maybe uh, I don't know you know have you experienced that Because in this seven years
1: yeah. you know I would it would just be a lie if I said no because after the first year I was there you know so yeah. I would definitely be lying but it took a transformation in my mind to Ooh. not say um, not to put time on it because time don't belong to me you know so mm-hmm. how can I put time on something that don't belong to me time don't belong to me so it's like just live the life you know, uh. don't put a time on it. Just live day by day and just through. Re- just just enjoy it day by day. Don't mm. worry about um yesterday. Don't be concerned about tomorrow. Just live in the moment. Mm. So, and it took some time for me to get to where I can just live in the moment. Let me just live in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, let me just live in the moment. Let let me not um uh, oh what well, this happened and oh you know I so now just and it comes with loving yourself to be able to love yeah. somebody else oh, and yeah. to forgive yourself and to be able to forgive somebody else so now it's like with with me and him it's like I'm loving myself when I'm loving him I'm forgiving myself when I forgive him You know, when things don't go right, when he may have said something. something. It's it's about me. You know what I'm saying? I'm the, it's about me, you know, and that's just what it is. I'm looking at myself when I look at him. Wow. I
0: like that you said you had to go through a transformation in your mind. Mm -hmm. I love that because as we know, you know, everything begins with your mind. Everything begins with a thought. Anything that Mm -hmm. exists was somebody's thought. Like somebody Mm -hmm. thought of, we need a place where we can buy things that's just Mm -hmm. a dollar. (laughs) You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? That's how we got Dollar Tree. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like somebody thought something. So I love that that you said that. Ladies, I hope that you write that down. You know, circle that and really meditate on that because everything starts in your mind. So if you can transform your mind, you know, change your perspective on things, then you can definitely change how those things are, you know, happening and playing out in your life. I love that so much, Deborah. Now, I, now the common theme in our conversation and typically in all of our conversations, you are a big fan a big believer you stress a lot about loving yourself and self-care and taking care of yourself so share with me how you do that like what does that look like how does Deborah love on herself I know you said you know forgiving yourself and all of that but what does it look like like what types of things do you do that reflect how you love and take care of yourself
1: let's start with getting up let's start with getting up in the morning when I when I get up first okay thank you you know I'm thanking my father for letting me get up but when I walk in the bathroom I look at the mirror I say good morning beautiful Mm. with your gorgeous self I'm speaking Mm. to myself and I mean it and I believe the things that I'm saying I'm not calling these things into existence they're already existing Mm. to me I'm already beautiful. I'm already gorgeous. All these things, I'm not calling them into existence. I believe this is me right now, you wow. know. So I'm loving on myself when I speak, when I drink water. I'm, I'm, I make love to that water, and I tell that water, you know, hydrate me. Thank you, water. I love you. So everything that goes into me, myself, I know best. It's, I got to love. It's got to mean something. Wait a minute, to to wait a minute.
0: That I make love to that water part. Girl, it almost took me
1: out. Yes. You have to yes. speak to everything that enters your temple. This is your temple. Ooh, that's good. So if you if, if, if what we 80% oh, so water? Good. So I, now if I'm 80% water, that means water means something to me. Right? That's important to this body. So yes, when I drink water, I gotta talk to you. And I gotta tell you, I love how you hydrate my body. I love how you make my skin feel. I love how you make my hair grow, my nails Yes, I talk to that water. When I eat my food, thank you for nourishing this body, my temple. So that's part of that self-love. That's what I do. And then I have a daughter that does um, self-love soaps and self-love candles. So when I take a bath at night, I'm surrounded by self-love candles. I'm burning them. Um, I bathe with self-love soap, you know. So Mm. I'm always loving and talking to myself and speaking life to myself. And this is what I do because that's who I am. I love me. I love me. So, you know, if I love wow. somebody else, I. So, how can I? That's true. Myself? You know, what that's I'm true. Action yeah. speaks louder than words. That's 100. So words and the actions. That's what I do.
0: Now, show- you, that, y'all, listen, y'all may have <laughs> to listen to this episode again. <laughs> Because I know that that was a lot and it was very you know, heavy because I know when you and I had a conversation before and you told me that, I was just like in awe. Like I never even had that type of thought enter into my mind to speak to the things that are entering into my body, you know, that are supposed to bring me health and hydration, you know, energy and all of that stuff like I never thought about that until you and I had that conversation and I was just like wow and we do talk to people outside of us you know Mm -hmm. that I I love you oh my gosh you're Mm -hmm. so beautiful you You know thank you for coming with me thank Mm -hmm. you for you know we we do that to everybody outside of ourselves so I love that you talk to yourself just like you talk to other people and that right there is magical like if we can really really develop that and really really practice that on a regular basis I think so many people will be able to heal themselves heal past hurts and you know childhood traumas and Mm -hmm. just be just be more open to facing those things when we love the the body that we're in and just speak to our inner self. I love that. So Mm -hmm. let me ask this because I know some people like, okay, well that's probably her now. Was there a defining moment in your life, in your marriage or whichever, or maybe a combination of the two that really prompted you to go in to loving yourself more? Or did you, or have you always been that way?
1: No, no, definitely not not always been that way um maybe four four years ago um as a child I was adopted I was given away at the age of three um so just growing up and being a woman there was things and actions that I that was me behavior Mm. um talking the way I talk to people. Um, I always thought I was it now. I've always thought I was her, you know. But yes. just the outer part, and it was always a miss, something missing though, um, mm. a void. And maybe four years ago, I had to deal with um, this void, which was, I was given away as a child. So it was pretty much like I was abandoned to yeah. me. And that was something, and until I dealt with that abandonment in Mm. me to find out, why was I acting that way? Why did I talk that way? Why this and why that? and Why this and why that? So for 30 days, I went on a fast and I dealt with abandonment. Mm. And I had to be healed. I had a lot of things that I didn't want to face that I had kind of like put out of my mind because the pain of it. So after dealing with that and being healed from that pain, it to say it wasn't you. Mm. It wasn't your fault. You know, and this is why, and it is true, abandonment does make people act this way, and they don't know why. So it helped me to heal myself and to forgive myself and to Mm. see myself differently, not just "Oh, oh, I think I'm fine. None of that. It was the inner. The outside was one thing, but that inner being, she was hurting. That little girl, that little three-year-old girl was still there and she needed to be dealt with. And once I dealt with her, she was able to grow up to be the age that I was at the time that I dealt with her. But she, she was still there. And mm. I was I was forty something, but she wasn't. You see what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? So yeah, that yeah. pain and that hurt I had to deal with. But once I did that and I was mm. healed and I forget and now I'm looking at myself as oh that those things had to happen to me to make me who I am today, you know? So thank, thank this. Thank that person for doing that. Think this, you know, my mom and dad gave me away, but then they gave me away to this woman who loved me and taught me so much. Yes. And then I was able to look at myself in a different way. The wow. inner me now, not the outside, but yes, 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 inner me, yes. you know? So, yes. and then I was able to, to love me, me, the you know me not the outside but to love me and who I was and what made me who I was it was okay so you're not where you come from so that's what I had to I had that I had to heal from that and to accept that you're you you are really a beautiful woman inside you know so wow so just going through and being healed from a three-year-old girl when I was 50 you know what I'm saying yeah so that helped me to see me in a different way
0: wow every time you every like every time I you know hear you talk about that every time I hear you you know talk about the things that you have overcome and conquered you know and been able to face it's such an inspiration to me you know and that's another reason why I was like I have to have you on this podcast because I need women to be able to hear what you said you know what I'm saying and how you had to look yourself eyeball to eyeball you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying at that young age and where you are now in order to be able to have the life that you want and truly be happy and a healthy person you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying emotionally spiritually you know all of that you know but it took you taking action I love that so much y'all I hope y'all are getting these gems that Deborah is dropping today okay now cousin (laughs) I always love to end my podcast with a positive quote or affirmation for the listeners. Do you have one that, you know, one of your favorite or one that you live by or one that you like to share as um, empowerment or maybe women that are going through something? What's one quote or affirmation you wanna share with the listeners today?
1: Let's see, girl. I, I know you
0: have so many. And it's,
1: it, it, it's, it's just self-love. Going within, that's it. Cause once you go within, Everything that you need to manifest on the outside will manifest. When you become one with yourself, everything, that's that's the power. That's where you're going to get the power. It's not outside of you. It's not in nobody else. It's in you. And when you go within, everything that you want to manifest on the outside has to. Because you have come one with yourself. Come one with yourself. And everything that you want, it has to manifest. It will manifest on the outside. I love
0: that. Y'all become one with yourself. So what you desire on the inside will be manifested on the outside. Cousin, thank you so much for joining me today on this podcast. You guys, make sure y'all leave a review. Let us know how you love this episode. And listen that's it for this one and we will see you guys in the next one Debra thank you cuz so much and I love you
1: I love you so much more